Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Have you been afraid to dip a toe in the world of Dynasty Fantasy Football? Have you heard about Dynasty Fantasy Football on one of the National Redraft pods, and now you're curious to join a league? Do you not know where to start or how to get better? Are you looking for a place to ask questions, questions that maybe would make you feel like you would get put down on social media? We all have, or I should say we all used to feel that way until we started patreon.com forward slash dynasty warzone it's where new dynasty gamers intermediate dynasty gamers and the ultra sharp dynasty gamers all converge to come and hang out and talk football 24 7 no really it's a 24 7 group chat thanks in part to the best international patrons in football i'll put our group in our group chat up against any group chat in dynasty fantasy football period it's a place of community, it's a place of interaction, it's a place where you'll get better at Dynasty Fantasy Football with so many like-minded people looking to destroy their Dynasty Leagues. And get in while the getting's good. You know I love value. And you'll have a hard time getting better value for your money than with Patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone right now. We'll be introducing a tiered Patreon, which is something commonly found on Patreon, to allow each Dynasty Gamer to choose what level of support they want with their Dynasty teams. But all tiers will be included for those that join at the current and historical rate of $5 a month from now through July 31st. That's about two weeks to lock in the old rate between now and July 31st. Now, every podcast has given you player valuations, but there are so few shows that focus on how to actually build a roster. That's where I take what I do on the Fantasy Fixer Upper and really go into a deep dive on strategy, how-tos, and overall advice on building and sustaining a roster from your startup, to your rebuild, and to your championship. There's an entire archive of over 100 mostly strategic-based pods, and there's more on the way. There's also information and how-tos for aspiring podcasters. We have three of our patrons that are creating content for their patron mates right now. They have also worked with me behind the scenes on how to start a show, do's and don'ts for podcasters, how to attain sponsors, and much, much more. One-on-one -on -one time with me is another thing that we do at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, and being a patron is the only way to make it on the Fantasy Fixer Upper. But it's not all about the show. I trade DMs with all patrons, do one-on-ones via telephone, and more. You said you wanted to get better. So take advantage now before rates and tiers change in August over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. There's no better time than now to join. So what are you waiting for? What's happening, everybody? Happy Wednesday and welcome to the Dynasty Warzone, the People's Dynasty Podcast brought to you by the Dynasty Warzone YouTube channel and betus.com. And I'll tell you who's the best bet in co-host for a Dynasty podcast, you know him as the man of the hour and the man with the power, Jerry Sinclair. How's life in uh, the dirty mitten? 
It's good, man. It's getting cold. Football is fully entrenched. Uh, I don't know how it is in Indiana, but it is it is hoodie season now. Um, also, you know, the Battle of the State takes pl- place this week. Old Paul Bunyan here. Yeah, he's staying. He's staying in East Lansing. So I'm a nervous ball of anxiety, if I could tell you anything, because if we lose, I'm going to be depressed and I'm not showing up for the next month. And if we win, I'm going to be the loudest uh, person that's ever existed in the history of time. So this is the Michigan-Michigan State battle? It is on Saturday. Nice, nice. Now, uh, the weather in Indiana uh, today, so every day, um, I'm in management. We do a a stand-up meeting every day after lunch. And I I did it one time because I was in a hurry. It was like filibustering before I got to our daily safety topic and production notes. And I I just gave the weather. And now the weather is a running joke as part of our daily stand-up. And I'm like, uh, there's this bright yellow orb in the sky. Don't be alarmed. It's called the sun. It's supposed to be there. I live in Indiana since about last Thursday had been like living... I don't know, like Seattle, Ireland, something like that. We did we did get a bit of a reprieve on Saturday. Now, it was overcast and a little like uh, sprinkles. Got some baseball in with my son. But, uh, man, all in all, pretty pretty good, man. Uh, big week. We're passed by apocalypse. Got some notes for the Dynasty owner, the Dynasty gamer in your league. Uh, but, Jerry, did you know what was back on Sunday? What was back on Sunday, Randall? Fantasy? Football Sunday school with me and Jesse. We, you know, we're helping people get blessed going into a crucial week. Had some great calls. Uh, didn't love the fact that we talked a couple of people off of Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman. Uh, but, you know, they were playing in a mock. Did, did you hear the term atmospheric river? I, I, I did not hear the term atmospheric Man, river. Man, the, these, like men, these weathermen are fucking bored. You're just making shit up. It's raining. It's raining. <laughs> it's raining. And because, you know, uh, there's a, if you just type in NFL weather in Google, it'll pull you to a website. It's, it's, it's almost like a 32-bit. It looks like it would be like fraudulent, like it would give herpes to your computer. But it just simply has the weather. And when Jesse and I reviewed that during the, the, the show on Sunday, it was like heavy rain. Not just rain, but literally listed as heavy rain. And 20 mile an hour winds. I'm like, the rain's bad enough, but you couple that with the wind. And Carson Wentz went out through a couple of tutties, rushed for one. All in all, not too bad a game. And uh, JT looked really good. So my Colts are three and four. Big game with Tennessee this weekend. Your Lions, though, they tried. They tried. They uh, Listen, I can't be mad at Dan Campbell. Like, he tried. Every, he has <laughs> such a dog shit roster. And he is doing an excellent job. Go ahead. You you do know who was on Dan Campbell before it was cool to be on Dan Campbell. True. I mean, dude, it, I like, always I'm, felt the meathead was an act because that's an act yeah. I play myself sometimes. And here's the thing: you don't spend as much time with really smart people like Sean Payton. I mean, that was his you know quality control assistant head coach guy. You know. Sean Payton does not strike me as the kind of fellow that strike you know that that surrounds himself with dummies. And here's the thing: if you're not going to be an offensive-minded head coach, then then just don't be involved with either side of the ball. Just run the team like a head coach should. So I I love Dan Campbell, buddy. It, it, the team is just so bad. Like the, no there, talent. There, there's a devoid of talent everywhere, and they've been 
in some games against good teams deep into the game. And if players make plays, then they're going to win those games. So I, I can't be mad. Like I know they're 0 seven and I like to shit on the lions quite a bit. It's not a bad 0 seven though, but, but no, exactly. Like they took the Rams with Stafford in LA down to the end. I mean, Minnesota game, they lost on a, on a field goal. The Ravens, they lost on an NFL record setting field goal. They've been, been, okay. been some bad luck. Listen, been they some... kicked the shit out of the Jets. Bring the Jets down to Detroit. We'll kick the Houston? shit out of them. But... What about Houston? Could they oh, whoop yeah, Houston? Beating that ass, too. All right. Unfortunately, they're not on the schedule, so we might just be losing every game, but it is what it is. That is true. Well, make wouldn't, sure wouldn't be the first time I experienced it either. Yeah, well, make sure you go over to YouTube and you can catch this show a day early. You get football Sunday school on Sundays. I tell you, I still say, I say it every week the best content on the YouTube channel that you can't get via a podcast is waiver wire sniping. That's Kyle from the Fantasy Football Smackdown. He does it Saturday. I'll say Saturday morning because he lives in Chicago, so that's central time. So Kyle will drop that. It's like 10, 15 minutes, but it's like he's a week ahead of being a week ahead so that you can really plan, you know, that way you're not scuffling. It's really good for defenses, tight ends, QBs. And, you know, Bipocalypse was a lot better. How about that for those that were tuned into waiver wire sniping? So head over to YouTube, just search Dynasty Warzone, subscribe. Tons of content. And I'm looking forward to a big offseason. Dallas was recently back with another edition of the Rookie Rundown, Jerry. It's almost rookie time. We're going to talk about your guy from uh, from Michigan State, the running back. Yes, sir. Kenny Walker, K-9. Kenny, Kenny Walker. Uh, wasn't Kenny Walker the guy who won the dunk contest? Like a Kenny Skywalker, wasn't that him? <laughs> I could. Hundred years you. ago, throw it in the yeah, Google I machine. Know. I don't know. It feels right. It feels right, Jerry. But uh, we're we're ready. It's time to jump into everybody's favorite segment, Jerry. I know you love good people, bad tweets. I do. We got one. Okay. All right. Let's see. What we got. Well, Jerry, I mean, I wouldn't let you down. Now, this one for us is a little dated because we already had another bad tweet last week. We had Evan Brown on. Evan from the Dynasty Debates, at Dynasty Debates. Check that show out. Great guy. Fresh, unique look at Dynasty Podcast. Check out the show. Great guy. We're going to try to get Jerry on there at some point. Uh, chopping it up with my man in Ireland. This guy records at like 2 in the morning and then has to work and has like little kids. Soldier. Loyal to the game, Jerry. Yeah, uh, borderline psychopath, honestly, because that, that's tough. I, all, all, everybody who's not in the United States, because everything is so United States-centric, and they just make it work. It's unbelievable. I, I don't, they're, they're grinders on a level that I just cannot match. Absolutely. Well, we have Mike in the YouTube chat, and, and Mike said, good people, bad tweets is his favorite. So here we go. So this week's... Bad tweet from a good person is Ryan Fowler of the Draft Network. And Mr. Fowler said it was okay to drop Saquon Barkley in redraft leagues. Now, he just has an ankle ankle sprain, not even a high ankle sprain. He's going to miss two to four weeks. Jerry, in redraft, first of all, when I hear hear someone say drop Saquon Barkley in any format, you know, all that I can think of is this. Look at me. Look at me. It's an attention grabber. It's look at me. I said something stupid, but I've got a platform. I work for the Draft Network. First of all, the Draft Network is like pushing this stuff. I know engagement's important, but 
man, this is just a bad look. This is my opinion. Bad look. Uh, is it your opinion or is it fact? Because that's one of, honestly, we've done a lot of these. They may be good people and they may be doing a lot of bad tweets, but that's the stupidest fucking tweet that we have possibly ever read on the show. I, I would say it's the cream. It's the cream of the uh, of the crop as it relates to bad tweets. It just, like, it, it, there is no purpose. It, it, it is. You just want engagement. You want people to talk. And you want people to quote tweet it and be like, oh, look at this guy. You're an idiot. Yeah. He's a dumbass. But like, but, like, why do that? Like, what are you doing? I don't know. I just, I can't be a trolley turd like that. Bless his heart. He's probably a good guy, but. Yeah, that's, I, that's just that's a stupid tweet. That's not even a bad tweet. That's a stupid tweet. That, you, that's why waste, we call it. You wasted my time by making me read it when I was scrolling. I just wanted to poop in peace, and you ruined the poop. The entire poop process was ruined by a dumbass tweet like that. If you had Jerry saying poop on your DWZ <laughs> bingo card, you know, mark your board. Poop, poop from Jerry is a is a free space on the Dynasty Wars. And yeah, for for me, it's it's just like I said. When we say good people, I mean, this guy could donate his time, his money to like a homeless shelter. He could foster puppies. I really don't know. He could be the salt of the earth as it relates to being a human being. But that's a stupid fucking tweet. Yeah, it is. It's a stupid fucking comment. Be better. You know, if you're charging for this advice, <laughs> shame on you. They No, they have a premium subscription. I know, I know. And shame use, on and you. Those guys usually do great stuff. So. Nor, yes, we, we've used their stuff in the past for our rookie content. This is just shameful. And, and, and this is when engagement farming goes too far. So Ryan Fowler, you're a good person. But that's a, it's, not, it's not even a bad tweet. That's a stupid fucking tweet. And as you know, stupid, I'm sorry, good people, bad slash stupid tweets is brought to you by our new friends at BetUS. Now, Jerry, you know I love to gamble. Yes, you do. You, you, you know I love to gamble. You, you know, but here's the thing. In gambling, you have to have outs. And not sure. everybody lives in Indiana or Michigan like you and I. You live in Michigan, me in Indiana. And I can, I've got like 14 apps on my phone. I have three websites, including BetUS.com. Why? Because sometimes getting the best of the number by a half a point matters. And BetUS, super easy. And Jerry, you know what I like the most about BetUS? Uh, what is it? Well, you know, I spent a long time in the customer service industry, and you're you're somewhat in that industry yourself. Yeah, I love, it every day. But yep, continue. I, I love the customer service. If you have issues, there's a one eight hundred number. They can help you. Payouts are easy. It's easy to deposit, and if you use promo code Memphis, you will get a one hundred percent match on your initial deposit. Oh, uh, there okay. is a, there, there there is a maximum. You can't donate. You can't you know deposit a million. And then, you know, you know they'll, they'll match it a million. There is a cap. I think it's 500 but it may be 250 But it's going to match. And you get a 25% match in the casino. So if you want to do some online, you know, slot machines or blackjack. Jerry, you strike, you strike me as All a, of it's on 17, bud. 35 Jerry, to 1. Thank you. Jerry, Jerry, tw 17. Is that black or red? Black. 17 black. Jerry said push all that, push that entire match. 17 black. That's per Jerry. And if you if you deposit with crypto, Bitcoin, uh, there are certain uh, cryptos they take. I know they take Eurythium, Bitcoin. There may be one other. Instead of getting a 100% match, you'll get a 200% match. Again, there is a cap on that. And you get all of that by going to BetUS. If you're listening to the podcast, 
hit pause, go to the show notes. There's the hyperlink. Takes you right there. You sign up. You use promo code Memphis. Boom. Done. If you have any issues with your deposit, someone will call you like they did me and get your deposit squared away. Jerry, that's customer service. That's true. And I had to double check 17 is a black number. I knew I bet in my, my set of numbers one red number, but it's Barry Sanders. It's 20, not 17. Anyway, continue. Yeah, no, uh, actually, uh, that, that's it. Go to BetUS. Come bet with us. BetUS.com. Promo code Memphis when you're signing up to get that that match on your first deposit. I'll tell you a quick, I'll tell you a quick roulette story real quick. Okay. Oh, you, absolutely. You, you used to work with a guy. And every semester when he got his loan or book money or whatever you call I know, it, he did. He, he did. He, every, every year, he mm-hmm. would drive down and he would put it all on black or red or odd or even or whatever it was. And like the first two times he did it, he hit. And then, you know, he would like literally like he didn't even stay. One bet, doubled his money, walked right off the boat. And then like he ended up blowing it all back, but... I couldn't, I just never been a craps. I mean, I'm sorry. I've never been a roulette guy. You a roulette guy. I am absolutely a roulette guy. Like normally I go to like, if I'm going to gamble, gamble and I'm not playing poker, absolutely roulette's my game. Man. Uh, now I play craps because mathematically it's too intimidating. Every time there's always a bunch of people around the table. They're all having a good time. They're all loud and I don't know what I'm doing. So I don't want to mess with it. So I've never actually learned how to play. Uh, craps, much like blackjack, if you play it stone cold perfect, it's it's about a 50-50 between you and the house. And it's one of those games where, much like blackjack, now blackjack, there's the advantage if you can count cards or, you know, no perfect strategy. But yeah, it's one of those games that's not a true sucker's play if you know how to play good crap. So there you go. There was some betting takes on top of a commercial from our new friends at BetUS.com. They're sponsoring good people. Bad tweets. All right, Jerry, let's get into it, man. Some buys and some sells. Uh, g- give me a guy you're buying right now. Who's who's on Jerry's I Gotta Buy You list? So I think Michael Pittman needs to be reiterated again. Uh, that was Evans from last it, it, week. That, that's why I, I have somebody else, but I just want to reiterate that Michael Pittman is that dude, and he needs to be in there. But my guy is Mike Gesicki. Uh He's going to be expensive because he's like tight end three or something. But I think that dude is firmly moving into that sort of tight end three in startup range, sort of tight end three, tight end four. I don't know that his trade value has reached that level yet, but that's my dude. Like, I don't know how you could watch that dude and just not think he's awesome, especially like, let's assume, I don't want to assume because it makes an ass out of you and me, but if Deshaun Watson ends up there, Gesicki to the roof. And even if he doesn't, Tua has been great in the two games he's been back. He's made bozo mistakes, don't get me wrong. But he's been passing a ton and to Mike Gesicki. So Mike Gesicki's my buy, and I'm paying maybe not necessarily like he's George Kittle, but damn close. And I think that is sort of not very common at this point. Well, let's go back to Michael Pittman again. That was the buy last week of Evan, our guest from the Dynasty Debates. I think it's too late. And as Carson wins, as Carson wins continues to play better and better, and and you know we laugh about the two you know spraining two ankles in one play. I mean I think it's a first. He had the off off season foot surgery where they removed a bone from his foot, and that's not fun. 
and the offensive line's been banged up. They just got Quentin Nelson back from the IR. So I watched the the intro they do on NBC Sunday Night Football. And almost, they almost have their entire starting five of offensive linemen together. They've got Eric Fisher. They've got Nelson. They've got Ryan Kelly. they got Glowinski. They're using a young man named Pryor at the right tackle, and that should be Braden Smith. They get Braden Smith back for the first time all year. They have their offensive line. They have a good three-headed monster. Not always great for, for fantasy or dynasty with the running backs. They still have Marlon Mack who can fill in. They still have Hines. JT's a beast. And now Pittman's coming on. And then if T.Y. Hilton comes back, the Colts' offense is going to be really good. If you're in redraft, there are worse plays. I know T.Y. Hilton didn't play last week with the quad, but I'm telling you, there's going to be some weeks where he'll be usable. So uh, I love the Michael Pittman take. You know, the price is only going to continue to go up. Absolutely. And then you're talking Mike Gusecki. I love I mean, he's, Mike he's been, you haven't shut the hell up about Mike Gesicki, so I figured you would like well, that. Well, I, I love his athletic profile, first of all. I absolutely love his athletic profile. The best the best on-player profiler. You cannot find a better athletic profile than Mike Gesicki. Better than Kyle Pitts, better than Noah Fant, better than anybody. Mike Gesicki is a physical freak. He's starting to mature into his own in the NFL. And you and I are in a league together. It's our big money league. And I had the Gasecki owner. And, and the context of this is this is a must-start two tight end, 1.75 tight end premium league. And I almost had him without having to give up TJ Hawkinson. Now, we have one GM in this league that's got Waller and Kelsey. but And that's the kind of the older version, like 29, 31-year-old. I would have had like two 25-year-old stud tight ends in this league for the and. and we couldn't close the deal. Gasecki has the Jaguar game. Now he has the Falcons game, and I'm not getting Gasecki at this point. No. I love Mike Gasecki. Here's the thing. He is going to be a free agent at the end of the season, and it doesn't sound like the Dolphins have any intent on re-signing them, which should just tell you all you need to know about that front office and that organization. Oh, you're a really good player who's really contributing to our success, or lack thereof. Right. Now, nah, be- beat it, geek. I mean... I mean- I, it, I get it from their perspective, though, because like if if you don't think you're going to contend, why pay a tight end a shitload of money? The Lions but you still are have sort the of, rookie quarterback, at least for now. Yeah, true, you still have like, you still have Tua, rookie quarterback contract. Like I feel like I I don't think T.J. Hawkinson is going to stay in Detroit for much longer. Like I, I think when his contract runs out, I don't think they will sign him because they're still going to be crap, which is a good thing for T.J. Hawkinson. But just my, just my dream, my dream is that Mike Gusecki does not get re-signed by the Dolphins and goes to L.A. with young Justin Herbert and that offense there, and that would be bananas. So if Gusecki is attainable in your league, go get Mr. Gusecki. Jerry, I'm going to go sell. I'm going to go sell. Um, This is your last chance. Jalen Hurts. We've talked about it a million times on the show. It came out today. Uh, it was on NBC Sports Edge that per the local Philly beat writers that at some point in the season, we could see the mustache. Now, the Eagles recently traded Joe Flacco to the Jets because Zach Wilson got hurt, but we could see the mustache at some point in Philadelphia. And Jerry, when in the season do you think we would see said mustache? Right when you want Jalen Hurts to win you a championship. Bingo. 
And people, and I know what you're thinking. You might say, "Ah, oh, that's bullshit, Memphis. They they never do that." Really? This was the organization. And this was the organization who last year, quote unquote, wanted to see what they had in Nate fucking Sudfeld. Okay, they traded for the mustache. They traded for Minshew, and Jalen Hurts has not been good. Uh, I think it was someone from N- NBC Sports Edge who showed his fantasy points by quarter. And it's like 35, 35, 35. And then in the fourth quarter, it's like 78. It's all garbage time. And at some, and, and Gardner Minshew is going to come in at just the wrong time. If I'm selling him, I'm going to a contender that has a great QB1, like a Dak, like a Josh Allen, a Mahomes, a Herbert, whoever. Just I'm, I'm finding that GM. And maybe their QB2 has been a Baker, a Sam Darnold, a Dan Jones. Maybe it's Some, Russell Wilson who's out. Maybe it's Russell Wilson who's out, and I'm just, I'm not even going to be greedy. Give me your 2021, or excuse me, your 2022 first, straight up, you know. And they're going to be like, eh, mm, eh, I'm going to be like, what's a championship worth? I'm giving you 20 points a game. You go get your fantasy championship. I'll take your first. We know it's going to be somewhere between 109 and 112, and you just tuck it away. And I'm doing a big extensive. QB show next week on the Dynasty Warzone Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone, where I'm going to spend about 45 minutes talking about QBs, QBs I'm looking to acquire, QBs that have a safe floor, and currently the Eagles have three first-round picks, and the way Wentz is playing and the Colts are starting to win, they're not going to bench him to keep him below that 75% of snaps played share, so they're going to have three firsts, and even though even though Philly does not look like they would have a shot at winning the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, Aaron Rodgers is still going to be on the board. And there'll be other quarterbacks to to go after. So just I don't see a world where after Philly is they're what, they're two and five. And uh, I'm like that, yeah. And I feel like they stole one on a blocked punt from Carolina. They could really be one and six. And you know, Jalen Hurts has shown you he can't win games. He can win fantasy championships. He can win you fantasy weekly matchups, but he cannot re- win real football games. And whether we like him or whether we don't, whether he's it's it's the Jameis Winston effect. Except Jameis Winston was the number one overall pick. They're like, we got to move on from this dude, and that's what they're going to do in Philadelphia. So go out, get rid of him before you get burned. He it's turns back to a pumpkin. Especially because they play the Detroit Lions this week. And if there is a winnable game for the Detroit Lions, I do think this is one of them. Should this man lose to the Detroit Lions, you think the Philly media is going to be okay? I don't think so. Well, I just don't think the owner likes seeing Jerry Jones on on SportsCenter every day and and the Cowboys being one of the better teams in the NFC. It's got to chap his ass. Yeah, I mean. If you're Green Bay and you know you can't franchise Aaron Rodgers and you know that you want to get something out of him before he walks potentially at the end of 2022, do you just take three firsts from Philly? I also think Philly, because you know Russell Wilson, it was in the past. This I called this on Tuesday. It was a tweet that I did. I said it's a bold prediction guaranteed to be wrong. But if you're Philadelphia, you know Russell Wilson wants to get out of Seattle. It's the worst-kept secret in football. He kind of hinted at it. You know, I don't think Philly was on his list. I think it was Dallas and New Orleans and New York. But if, if you're Philly, 
do you reach out to Russ and his camp in Seattle and say, hey, we'll give you three firsts? Because Seattle doesn't have a first because they gave up multiple firsts to get a box safety who can't catch a football in Jamal Adams. They need the draft capital. Russ wants out. Philly wants to be relevant with a quarterback. Who says no? Russ doesn't say no. Major major city on the East Coast, huge market. You know, going to be on, you know, not that Seattle's not on TV a lot, but you you get my point. Uh, Seattle gets draft capital. And Jalen Hurts gets screwed, and so do you if you keep him on his ro- on your roster, which is why I'm looking to move him, and I'll move him for a first straight up, especially if I'm not contending. Jerry, who are you selling? Uh, this one's tough. Uh, I mean, because I want to say one person, but it's in a very specific set, and I think it's going to piss Randy off a lot. Um, and it's going to be tough because if you have this person, it is very likely that you are contending. But in the situation that you are not, uh, sell Cooper Cup because he's old and he's unfucking believably productive right now. But if you're contending, obviously I do not do that. That would be absolutely an atrocity because Cooper Cup is the guy. And you always want the guy to win the championship. But if you are in a situation where somehow you are not contending and you have Cooper Cup, you need to trade him right now. But no, my guy was Keenan Allen. Just disappointing. He's he's older. He's only got one touchdown on the year. You know, he started off back-to-back 100-yard games, and you thought, you know, that this was going to be him, and then it just hasn't been. You know, he he's had a couple games where he hit 50, I think, but I think he's only had one game over 55 yards in the last, like, four or five weeks. And just the one touchdown on the whole season, like, it's tough. Um, he's still got a little bit of name cachet. You could sell him on the fact that Justin Herbert's there. You know, we're we're hitting that age where that decline starts to happen. It happened at Randy to Randy much later than normal people, but uh, you know, it's starting. And just like Keenan Allen, it's starting with him now. Randall Keenan's been one of our guys for a long time. We have been propping him up as a disrespected wide receiver who usually finished as a wide receiver one or damn near close to it. I think the time is now. And also, talk about Cooper Cup a little, because I know you deserve a victory lap for at least five to six straight weeks of it, but at least a couple minutes would be fine, too. Well, I I love Cooper Cup, but actually on our Patreon, uh, I mentioned, you know, we've been talking on the Patreon about how to build and rebuild and contend in three years arcs, and that that each of those three-year windows have different players to acquire. It's like this big debate right now, who's the dynasty you know, wide receiver one, you know, in a startup. Is it Jamar Chase? Is it, it doesn't really matter, but it no. does, it does depending on what your goals are in the first year of a startup. Like if, if this is the first year of a startup, you know, maybe it's Chase, but maybe it's AJ Brown. You know, are you contending year one? But, but Cooper Cup, if you're in the, if you're in the, the last year of your, you know, competitive cycle, and at some point you have a key injury and you know that you can no longer win a championship, move him. You're never going to get more for him. You know, Cooper Cup is the number one scorer in fantasy football. Not the number one scoring wide receiver, the number one scorer using ESPN standard scoring for quarterbacks. PPR, 190.4 points. Derrick Henry is four points behind. It's ludicrous. He's got, and we'll call it 13 more points than Tom Brady. Absolutely ludicrous. 
four games, Jerry. No, I'm sorry, three games over 34 points. Ridiculous. But yeah, let man, me just, he's, let me let me just talk about he's the worth targets. a haul. Let me just, just a let me haul. Just, that's what I mean. It's it's absolutely absurd, which is why I mentioned it. And he's going to be 29 next year, but that's a different story. But listen to this man's targets, like how, just how absurd this man is, and how there was a time when him and a first were not enough for AJ Brown. But that's a different conversation for a different day. 10 targets, 11, 12, 13, 10, 12, 13. Holy shit balls! Like that dude is a machine. But anyway. Cooper well, Cup, then I'll get man. back to I'll get back to your boy, I'll get back to your boy Keenan Keenan Allen, yeah. and you know, you still have some you still have some selling numbers to be able to sell. He's had he's had two games he's had two games over a hundred yards this year. You know he's averaging ten targets a game, just under like nine point six targets per game, and he's got four hundred nineteen yards. The problem with Keenan Allen right now is he's only got one touchdown. Yep. You know he's he's had his bye. So that's a selling feature. If you're selling Keenan Allen, you're selling him to a contender. Hey, good wide receiver. And another selling feature, because again, that's one thing we always talk about here in the Dynasty Warzone. When you go to move a player, hey, um, you can tell them that you're moving a player, or you can sell them on the player. Passed his by, proven career of production, has not scored in single-digit points all season long. Now, at least he, at least five receptions the last five weeks too. So, well, he's he, yeah, he, his worst is five, his best is nine, and he's averaging, he's averaging, and eh, we'll, we'll we'll call it just over six point two catches per game. That's not too shabby. Nope, it's not too shabby. He you know he's averaging thirteen points a game. Again, you just tell him when the touchdown regression or positive regression kick in. You'll be fine with Keenan Allen. I'm I'm surprised you had Keenan. He's a personal favorite. Yeah, I know, and he is, but he's 29 too, and you're starting to see a little bit of that decline. And Mike Williams has stepped up. Now he's had two absolute stinkers, but Mike Williams has really been a dude too. So that 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 sort of coincides with it. But it, it does. It hurts my soul. It hurts my soul to say Keenan. It hurts your lovely soul. Uh, my next guy, my buy this week is Deontay Johnson. You know, I I don't think that he gets the. Well, I know he doesn't get the love of guys like again Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, because um, he's not in that tier. You know, I have a, a top tier of wide receivers. For those that listen to the show, you know it's AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb. DK Metcalf, Jamar Chase. That's the the, the power five. Maybe yep. I'll find a sixth, and we'll call them like the Infinity Stones uh, of the, the the wide receiver ones for a startup. Then there's that group right behind them, right? There's the Terry McLarens, the DJ Moores, that 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 next tier. The guy that does not get a lo- enough love and deserves to be in that group is Deontay Johnson. I mean, this guy's targets for the year have been ten. 12, 13, 13. The guy has, now now mind you, he's only played five games because he had the injury one game where his knee got kind of folded backwards. They had the bye last week. And this guy's averaging seven catches a game, Jerry. Seven. Seven catches a game. Scoring, too. He's got three touchdowns. And I I just love this guy. Juju Smith being there, not being there has impacted nothing. Doesn't matter. Nope. You know, everybody thought Chase Claypool was going to come be the alpha wide receiver one. 
he he's more of a Mike Williams. So think back like four or five years ago to the offense they had in, uh, not even four, maybe three years ago in L.A. at the time. San Diego, like, yeah, whatever, yeah, California, the, whatever yeah. the tie rod years, you know, yes. Uh, well, I was gonna say the Philip Rivers, the Philip Rivers years, but you know, think back of, of Keenan, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and Keenan Allen was just vacuuming up targets and targets and targets. And Mike Williams would occasionally score, you know, 10, 10 touchdowns. And then the next year he'd have one, which is kind of what Chase Claypool's done this year, but he's going to wind up having a thousand yard receiving season. You know, I'm not calling Deontay Johnson the next Keenan Allen, but he's a guy, he deserves to be in that second tier behind the big five. Super young, just turned 25 this past uh, summer, July 5th, because I'm looking at his player card. You know, he's coming into his super prime. 26, 27, 28, the perfect player to acquire if you're just starting your three-year contender window. You know, a, a great piece. Maybe you got lucky. Maybe you drafted Jamar Chase. This is the perfect wide receiver, too, to stack with a guy like that, like Justin Jefferson. So for me, my, my buy is Deontay Johnson. Uh, Jerry, thoughts? No, I, I, I heard you scoff at Chase Claypool. I was never a Chase Claypool guy. Like the athlete, but don't listen, like the role. He proved me wrong last year. Don't get me wrong. I did not see that coming. He did okay. But I'm with you on DJ, and I was not. I was very trepidatious on him coming into last year. Lots of people were talking about my man, and I just, I did, I didn't hop on the train. But it's time, and, and all that drop narrative. Where'd that go? I think he has zero on the season, or at least he did until maybe the last game. I'm not sure exactly, but dude's been awesome. And what's going to happen, right? Like he he's getting tons of targets. And you think, well, you know, Ben Roethlisberger's cooked and he can't throw it down the field. Maybe he's just peppering him. But you have to understand, if you've watched the Pittsburgh Steelers play at all, right, Ben Roethlisberger is cooked. He is, he and is that's, beyond cooked. That's being, that's being gracious is to call yeah, him cooked. Like he's like he's the marshmallow, but you took a nap while you were making it, while you were making your s'more. And it's just like a crusted up thing on a stick. Like it's just it's not good. So anybody that shows up, I think, is going to be an improvement on him, no matter what their style of quarterbacking is. And it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if there is an organization in this league that should be trusted, it's them. Like throughout what they've made the playoffs every year since like 2000 or something like it's an absurd stat. Mike, uh, Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. As, as that and don't forget like what was it two years ago he had duck hodges uh, and mason, mason rudolph, rudolph and, yeah. and had a 500 or better season that year get the hell out of here hey by the way I, I i have hidden audio of the conversation with big ben and mike tomlin and the owners of the steelers do you want to hear it this is what big nope. ben said to them you ready look at it yeah you fucked up he trusted us i mean that's what big <laughs> ben told him Big Ben told him he was like, you know, you 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 thought I could do it, and you know, you fucked up. You you trusted me, and he doesn't do it. You know, I have another buy for you, Jerry. We can do more than one okay. each. I, I, I'm right. feeling, I'm feeling it, man. I'm feeling it. I'm in the zone tonight. Are you ready? Okay, yeah, keep rolling. Chris Godwin, Chris Godwin. Uh, he was at one time. He was in the infinity, the infinity gauntlet of yes. wide receiver one of young rookies. Then a guy named Tom Brady came to town. And he brought with him a gentleman named Antonio Brown. 
And Tom does like Antonio Brown. Brought him to New England. Uh, kind of helps, you know, keep Antonio stay on the straight and narrow in Tampa. But when Antonio Brown is not there, what does Chris Godwin do? He has eight for 111 and a tutty as Jerry like on 11 targets. And here's the thing. It's going to be a rocky, tumultuous rest of the season in Tampa Bay because there's going to be Gronk games. There's going to be Mike Evan games. There's going to be Antonio Brown games. But you know what? I don't think Tampa Bay can afford to franchise this tag this man again. He got his ring. He got his franchise tag dough. And in the offseason, he's going to be looking to cash in big time. And I think he is going to be at the top of the market going to uh, a new QB. Would love to see this man in New England with with Mac Jones. I think that would be a great fit. I hope someone doesn't over-pursue the bag in New York and wind up to be a Jet. Or That's a crippling. Or You know, the Lions, I, I don't hate it. You know they have made, yeah, you they, that, but Jared Goff is going to be the quarterback next year. So well, that's, that, that's why okay. But that's but that's okay. Wiz Khalif Raymond has been a thing in Detroit with Jared Goff. Do you not think Chris Godwin could be a thing? I, I mean, mean if, they again, do need Wiz, somebody. I'll tell you that you didn't sell the Wiz Khalif Raymond joke, Jerry. <laughs> I did not. I'm sorry. So for me, I think Chris Godwin's an incredible buy, and I think you can buy him now. You can use him on a contender, kind of like as a wide receiver 2-3. And then you're going to get an automatic bump in value when he moves teams. You know, oh, he's the man now. He's the clear number one. They gave him the bag. He went to this team. It's the clear narrative. Listen to me use terms. My favorite is the narrative voice. Because it's true. The narrative voice. He's going to go to New England. He's going to work with Mac Jones. He's going to get all the targets. Remember when Randy Moss. He's going to get the bag. So he's he's going to get paid. That narrative is definitely going to get played out. I'm with you. I I like it. And listen, Chris Godwin, I have had such a roller coaster with that dude where I didn't like him as a prospect and then – he was the two, number two wide receiver, and then I bought in, and then it was, you know, a little iffy for a little bit there. But dude's only 25. I feel like he's been in the league since, like, 1998. Like, I feel like I've been talking about Chris Godwin for so long. I'm with you. And even if he stays in Tampa Bay somehow, somehow, some way, I think that's okay, too. Because it's a roller coaster, like you said, because everybody eats at different times. But I, no matter the situation with Chris Godwin, working right into that super prime which is exactly what you want to see. And he's got the history to show you that he can do it. He's a tactician, man. I like it. You're a wise man, Randall. Do, 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 you, do you have anybody else? Anyone else well, you want to talk about? Because I, I have a cell as well. Okay, well, go ahead. Well, because I said Pittman, and then I said Gasicki. I did not write down three. I, I actually wrote Deontay Johnson. I lied. So, oh. just kidding. I did. But or you already said that one. My, my bonus cell is Debo Samuel. Look at not this not that guy. I don't like not that I don't like Debo. He's getting everything that you want. He's getting volume. He was a value. I mean, this guy's target log reads like such. It's it, 12 8 10 13 9 11. This guy is getting 10 targets a game. He's converting. He's in well, well let's see here divide that by 6. We'll call it, you know, six and a half receptions a game. Been doing pretty good. 
pretty good. Three games over 100 yards receiving, 93 in another, four touchdowns. I just don't know how long this is sustainable. I really don't. And, and what's it going to look like when, when Trey Lance takes over? He's hurt right now. Kyle Shanahan was non-committal to Jimmy think, G going forward. I think that's forward. the question. That is the question right there. And, and, is, and there, is what what it looks like with Trey Lance, man? Because well, I can tell you in the one sample we got, Debo had nine targets and caught three of them. Let's just go out on a limb and say, Mister Lance, to this point, Jerry, you know I love baseball, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. You know so, it for some reason, know, but yeah, it's because I love my son, and when I grew up, I played baseball, but. You know, in, in baseball, you have to change up your pitches. You know, you have a fastball, you have a changeup, which is a little, it looks like a fastball, like the throwing motion, but it's a little bit slower. You just, you know, you put, oh, sorry, sorry. You, 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 you put, you sorry. put some, t- you put some touch on your pitches, right? Trey Lance, Trey Lance has nothing but like a 96 mile an hour heater. You know, it, it was the joke. It's like these guys should have to wear oven mitts to catch the ball so they don't get their fingers burnt off. So, you know, 33% catch rate with, with Trey Lance, with, uh, with not Trey Lance, it's well over probably 65% catch rate with other QBs. So it's, it's, it's a one-game sample. But for me, he's, he's killing it right now. I mean, he is one of the top five wide receivers in, in fantasy right now. Great opportunity to sell. You know, at you some point. Do you think the trade value matches that? I think you get at like least not, a first like not, for him. Like not to like not to like um, so like you're trading. Would you give a first for him if you were a contender? Would you give a contender's first for Debo? Oh yeah, if if I if I was if I thought it could get me over the top for sure. But like, oh. you know, he he's whatever he is like wide receiver seven or something. Plus he's had his buy, so he has lots of selling points. But like, you don't think he's in that second tier? Like the no uh, no no DJ Lord. Okay. no Lord See, Lord, Lord no. And, okay. and that's my thing. This is your ROI. In most formats, one QB and Superflex, Debo was, I know in Superflex that year, he was a second-round pick. And, and yeah. in a one QB, he was kind of drafted in that same area as guys like Elijah Moore and Terrace Marshall mm-hmm. were drafted this year. You know, it's great that he's putting it together, but he's a guy who also has an injury history. Now, good for him. He's played every game to date, and that's all he can do. You know, the only way to shake the injury-prone label is to play all the games. I'm just saying, if you're not a contender and in and you want to move Debo, here's your opportunity. You know, he's he's what, going into year four next year, maybe five. And you know, for me, that draft pick is going to be worth more because you're not getting a first for Debo the minute the season's over. Super Bowl. No I mean, more dep- for, depending what he does the rest of the season. I, I'm telling you, the the minute if he the season this a, pace, if he keeps this pace, you're you're going to have to pay more than that for sure. But maybe, but I'm just telling you, these veterans, the minute rookie fever kicks in, is the I mean, minute nobody's going to give you anything. I so mean, if you're going to move, if you're going to move a, a piece like Debo, now is the time because it's tangible. You can you can literally if you acquire Debo today. You can go to your lineup tomorrow, and you can plug him in your starting lineup, and you can and you can plug him in. So, just wanted to bring up Debo. I love the fact I think, that he's. I, I, I think I, let's uh, let's talk about Debo a little longer because I think 
I think you're on to something here because I I'm in the same camp as you and I don't like to agree with you all the time because it makes for a shit podcast. But so why are we so different on him as opposed to like, I know Chris Godwin has the big season, but like Debo's doing better than Chris Godwin is this year. He's the same age as Chris Godwin. You know, he has a certain future with Kyle Shanahan as to where Chris Godwin has an uncertain future. Why do you think it is that we are just not in on him as much? Uh, I don't know what the long-term usage pattern is going to look like with Brandon Ayuk, whether he's in the doghouse, not in the doghouse, in the outhouse. I don't know where Brandon Ayuk is. We have yet to see long-term play with Ayuk, Kittle, and Debo. I don't know what that looks like. We don't know what this offense is going to look like with Trey Lance. I can, I'll can, i bet you this. This was already one of the run-heaviest teams in all of the NFL. And that's only going to amplify when you put a running quarterback back there. And again, th- these are all things. He had his second lowest target game of the season with Trey Lance. So for me, I have as many questions as I do answers. And what am I, what am I giving up right now? I'm giving up a guy who's got 230 plus point games, as well as a 20-point game and zero single-digit score games. This is the kind of guy you go to a contender, you get you a first. I bet you you could probably right now, as hot as he is, you could get a contender's first, like that 109 to 112 range, and maybe like a little uh, straggler, like a like a Terrace Marshall who's done very little to date, or a little sweetener on top. I would not, I would not be shocked if you could pull that deal off. Let me ask you another question. That's what uh, I'm here I for, know. Jerry. I know you. I know your answer. I know. Well, then why are you asking me about my wife? It's like you want me to lie. <laughs> my, my wife. My wife asked me questions that she knows the answer to, so she'll see if I'll lie to her. I'm curious as to why you're doing this shit. I, to do, me. I don't. I don't think you're going to lie to me. I think you're going to tell me. But so you're going to take Michael Pittman straight up for him? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Hell yeah. See, like, like I, I am of the belief that you would probably have to give up a little juice. But, like, let's ignore that and just say, like, you either get this person or you get this person. Like, you're in a startup and you well, have you, Debo and you have Pittman on the board. You want to play Debo, Debo, him him or him? I'm, Would I mean, you because, rather was, Debo or? So, like, Deontay do. Johnson, you're taking Deontay? Yes, I'm taking it every single day of my life. Okay. Like, I'm a very big Hollywood Brown guy. How do you feel about Hollywood? Are you taking Hollywood or are you taking Debo? Here's what like, I'm, I'm getting. Deep in the Hollywood range, but that's me. He, here's what I'm getting. I'm, I'm getting a guy with a quarterback that I'd had uh, trepidation on. That's the, the word of the podcast, trepidation. I, had, I was trepidatious on Lamar. I love Lamar. I don't love Lamar um, like at the top of my QB tiers for a startup. But here's why I love Lamar. I love anybody. Anybody who works their ass off at their craft. And I believe that Lamar will continue to become a better thrower. He's got a good arm, not a great arm, but a, a, an above average arm. And I still will stand by this. I do not believe Rashad Bateman cuts into his use. Did, did you happen to see Mr. Andrews, Mr. Andrews stat line this past week? Uh, I did not. He didn't play, did he? 
He did. Mr. Andrews did play. I don't know if he got injured or not. I was. Uh, yeah, I think he did. I think he's out now. Saying, oh, no, maybe it's a bye week. It's a bye week. Just kidding. He's out practice. this week because he's on bye. But, you know, yes. Bateman had uh, 80 yards receiving. And Mr. Andrews, what do you know? Three for 48. Now, two, two weeks in a row. Uh, last week, he had five for 68. He did have the tutty. So the tutty kind of helps, you know, make the stat line look better than it is in the fantasy box score. This year, three for 48. And his targets, six and seven, which is on par for him for the for the season. I'm just saying, Rashad Bateman, right. in, in that 10 to 20 yards off the line of scrimmage range where Mark Andrews typically works, that's where Bateman's going to hurt him. And Marquise Brown, is, and actually I think Bateman and Andrews actually help Marquise Brown because it's harder to double team. Bateman being back is the difference between what the Ravens do and what the Chiefs have. The Chiefs have Hill and Kelsey, whereas the Ravens had Brown and Andrews. Now we're adding in a third variable in Bateman, which the Chiefs don't have. So Josh for me, Gordon, how dare you? No, I'm just jo- Josh. Josh Gordon <laughs> said the fucking effrontery, the effrontery that you would come in here and disrespect All right, one my more, name. One more guy. One more guy. One more name. Devonta Smith. Devonta, I like not in Devonta. a trade because obviously you're going to get some extra juice probably for Devonta. Just I'm the way Devonta's playing. I, I, I'm going to take. Back. I'm going to take Devonta Smith, and here's why. Okay. The, the the draft capital of being a top first round draft pick. The fact that he, outside of uh, some early shenanigans in the preseason, he had a little injury issue. He stayed healthy, and I am ninety nine point nine percent sure. He's going to get a quarterback upgrade as soon as next year. Now, can you imagine someone who runs the routes that Devonta Smith runs, and he gets Aaron Rodgers, or he gets maybe juicy Deshaun Watson? I don't think that's going to happen, but you you see my point. Right. He's yep. going to get a QB upgrade. He's still going to be the man. And so for me, yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take Smith. Hell, I might be able to get Smith plus. Oh, I'll offer, you, I, I'll, I think I'll, you can. I'll offer Debo in a second for Smith in a first, and I might be able to get that done to someone who's desperate to contend. You know, and now's a great time. You know, people do dumb stuff in season. Devontae Adams, Devontae Adams, going to miss Thursday night. Maybe the Devontae Smith, I mean, excuse me, the Devontae Adams GM in a real pickle, and maybe they have another piece you really like. Great opportunity to unload Debo for a plus plus. Because people just want to win. Maybe they're three and four. Maybe they're four and three. They're in a critical matchup against another contender. They can't afford to fall another game behind. You know what? Hey, you know, Debo's coming off of a huge game in the weather against the Colts. He's their clear number one. Ayuk's in the doghouse. Sell, 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 sell. Two 30 point games. No, pay me. And he's gone. And you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about what happens when Ayuk gets out of the doghouse. You don't have to worry about what happens when, when, when Kittle comes back from IR with a calf injury. You don't have to worry about what happens when Trey Lance is the QB. You just move on down the road. You paid a second for this man, and you're going to move on with a tidy profit, Jerry. That's how I roll. I'm with you. I I was with you on all of that. I I see the argument to the other side. Debo's very good. Debo's very young, yada, yada, yada. But I'm with you. It's a a week-to-week league, Jerry, but we're all week-to-week. All right, Jerry. Uh, I want to know, what are you doing with a contender right now? How are you contending? Uh, We just talked about it. I'm not going to piss value. If I am in a situation where I have Devontae Adams, 
I am not going to piss value down the drain to quote unquote, get over the top or save myself or whatever quotation you want me to do. I just don't do it. I cannot tell you how many times, I, and it's a mistake I've made tons of times. Believe it or not, I talk about my mistakes more than I talk about anything else on this because it's the one thing that makes me better every single time. Don't piss value. Always, always exploit value. Even if it gives you this, you're going to get over the top. The moment someone says, I am going to help you get over the top, I hate them immediately because I know you're trying to be a used car salesman and you're trying to sell me a ketchup popsicle even though I got my flashy crispy white suit on and I'm not going to buy it. So that is what I would say. Don't piss value. Even if you think it could help you for a week or two or a month, this is not a week or a two or a month game if you make a mistake. That's what I will say. I, I'm going to give you a, 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 a Cliff Notes version of what I do for our Patreons over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. So I'll give you the Cliff Notes version of what I did last night in the show for the Patreon. I do it, I, I drop it Monday night for a Tuesday pod, but they can, you know, access it anytime via the archive over at patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Warzone. Here's the thing. If you're a contender, you're either in year one, year two, or year three of your contending window. If you're in year three, this is it. At the end of this year, you're blowing this mother up, and you're going to get younger. I have a team like this. Uh, my quarterbacks are Stafford and Brady. The only young player with some juice that anyone would give me anything for is DeAndre Swift. I've got Cooper Cup. I've got Stephon Diggs. Um, I've got Eckler. You know, I've oh, got yeah. these guys. But when this season's over, I've got to start getting some younger guys with juice. So I'm in first place in this league, hashtag humble brag. You know, I'm in the league with guys like Dynasty Rich and Tyler Gunther and, you know, a couple of people you may have heard of, and I'm in first place. And uh, But I know that this is the, the, the last ride of this team. And at the end of the season, if at any point my team starts falling apart, I'm moving Eckler, and I'm moving Cup, and I'm moving Diggs, and I'm going to try to start getting back some future picks, and I'm going to start trying to get back some younger guys to mix in with a Swift and try to start finding a younger quarterback of the future. So that's what I'm doing if this is the last year of my of my contending window. If I'm in year two, this is the only contending window I'm moving to first, the only one. Because you know what? I am, I am supercharged. I've got young guys. I've got guys in their prime. But I'm only moving that first if... I'm getting a guy that I know I'm going to get two years out of. Stephon Diggs, I'm going to get the rest of this year, and I'm going to get next year because next year is the final year of my three-year window. So I'm going to go someone like Stephon Diggs is, is a great example of a guy. And then if I'm in the first year of my contending window, maybe you drafted Jamar Chase. And the first year of your contending window is kind of like the last year of your, your rebuild window. And maybe you drafted Jamar Chase and – you know, because of him, you're contending a little bit sooner than you should. Another example of where I'm not giving up my first. You know, maybe because I drafted like Michael Carter in the second round. Maybe I can move Michael Carter in a second and I can go get a veteran running back or, you know, get a, like another viable piece. But I'm, I'm not going to waste that draft pick because I know I'm contending now. But I know there's two more years of this shit. This is like the best years of your dynasty life. 
The yeah. team is young. The team is pr- – it's like, like when you first graduate college and you get that first job. It's like, here we go. This is the start of the good stuff. And, and, and that's how I'm handling a contender right now, Jerry. And if you piss value away, then those student loan checks come in a lot more expensive than you wanted, and then they rain on your yeah, that's that's the oh, that's the overpay. That's the hey, that you know what? That, that's the hey, I'm going to go out and, and I'm I'm going to blow. I'm I'm, I'm going to shoot my wad. Hey now, and and, and I'm I'm going to go out, and then it's like, but no, you're not one piece away. Right. You're, 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 you know, you're really one more draft class. You're one more off season away from having a two year window where you just absolutely you know, break necks and cash checks. And that's what we play dynasty fantasy football to do. And, Jerry, I got nothing. Just, just, just Go hold on. Let me just add one no. more thing. Cause last week uh, we talked after we record, like we usually do. Um, and you said you were done, you know, paying tons of stuff for guys. Like hey, you're done paying multiple firsts for guys. And I think that's it, it, exactly what we were just talking about. Is this just, you know, don't do that kind of stuff. You know it's what I mean? The, it's the DeAndre Hopkins story from three years ago. Yeah. If, go, if, if at draft time in 2019, so during the 2019 rookie draft, if you, and this, this happened, I know what happened. I could find the trades if I did like the, 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 the DTC trade finder or, or DLF trade finder, whatever. Someone gave up three future firsts for DeAndre Hopkins. And you know who those three, so they gave up a 2020, Excuse me, a 2019, a 2020, and a 2021. And you know who those three players could have been? DK Metcalf, CD Lamb, and Jamar Chase. And now you, you you're looking back and you're like, shit, I, I you can never recoup that value. I'm just not gonna do it. I would rather not have them. I would rather not have the the and someone's going to do it people are out there peddling christian mccaffrey right now for multiple first don't you do it don't you do it on a contender maybe in year two your year two of a contender maybe you think you have this year and next year maybe but i'm not giving up multiple firsts i'll I'll give you a young i'll give you a like a i'll give you cam acres and a first That's it. That's the top of the fucking mark for for Christian McCaffrey, the top of the mark for Saquon Barkley. If you tell me it's not enough, fuck off. It was more, it was, it was super common to trade. I remember I traded Todd Gurley and Matt Ryan. I don't know when it was 2017 or something, 2018. I don't know. And I got five first back. I couldn't imagine doing anything like that now, which is just, it's absurd. Like it's just, you'll quit the league. You'll you'll quit the league before you but but before you ever dig yourself out of a hole where yep, you gave up correct. five firsts. If you give up five firsts for anybody, even Patrick Mahomes in a superflex, you are never, never. There's there's not a never, player I'm giving up three firsts for. No, Patrick I'm, Mahomes, I'm, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, Jonathan I, Taylor, J- Jamar Chase. There, the person does not exist. I, I'm I'm just not going to do it. Maybe I would rather not have them. At the end maybe, of the day, maybe we're maybe we're dipshits. I don't know. I, I just I I, I, don't I, give I have a seen shit. too I have seen too many rookies come into this league and produce immediately, and their it's value my running just, joke. It, it, they just skyrocket. So I just I I will never do that ever. There it's, are it's, situations where I will sell two. Yeah, but not not often though. Honestly, two. In, like, and I'm only moving two if I have two in the same class. 
Like yeah, I'm not absolutely. like I like I'm not moving my 2022 and my 2023. Yeah, for the most you, part, I'm not. I'm definitely not moving my own damn picks. Oh, I better mean, have some extra picks if I'm yes. going to be doing that. Because if if I'm moving it, there's a real chance that I suck ass down the road, and I'm going to be pissed off that I don't have my own first. But that's that that's me. That's my I, rule. I'll add one last caveat to that, and I'm not moving those two picks until playoff time. I'm I'm not doing it right now. Because you could do this around, and I don't want to put this negative juju, no, no pun intended, I don't want to put this negative juju on my team because I just went out and went all in to get Christian McCaffrey or Barkley or whomever, whatever, give me a stud, Tyreek Hill, you name it, and then have another member of my team get hurt. And then I turn around and I'm like, well, shit, now I can't contend. Oh, but I don't have, but then you go, well, hey, I'll give you Tyreek Hill back for those first. They're like, sorry, sucker. That ship has yep. sailed. And, and so if I'm going to make the moving multiple first play, it's going to be literally the week before the trade or the week of the trade deadline or right before the playoff start. Because then I'm just trying to win ball games, And I'll figure the, out the rest off in the offseason. And, and like uh, so much shit can happen in a heartbeat. Like we made a trade. I actually convinced you of this trade and it backfired immediately in a league in Patreon 12 that we share a team with. We have been trying to get – he's been trying to sell Kareem Hunt, and I kept telling him no, 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 no. And eventually I was like – because we, we started off 0-2 in that league. So I was like, no, we're not trading our first. We're not trading our first. Since then, we have been fucking cruising. Uh, but that's a – you know, one five straight, I think. We're in week seven, right? Five straight? Yeah, five and two. Um, so I was like, all right, I'll sell my 2023 I'm on first. Fire. We'll, we'll get Kareem Hunt. Because it, it, there's a ton of flexes, and not a lot of people have deep teams. And we've got a young team. Like, we've got Swift, and we've got uh, Jamar Chase. Chase. Like, like, we are just – we're cruising. That team we drafted is very well. Good. Yes, we did. Uh, we're good at this. Not, sometimes. Uh, so Most I was like, you know, we'll, we'll give up the first because it's going to be a contender's first because we have a young, good core. You know, that's year two. We got the surprise year one contender this year. You know, that's year two, so we, we can afford to lose it. And then we get one game of Kareem Hutt, and he goes on IR. Now, granted, he'll be back when we need him, but it just sort of sucks. And that kind of thing can happen, especially with somebody like Christian McCaffrey, who's had a little bit of recent uh, history with injuries, and you go flipping him for three first, and then he misses the rest of this year. You're standing there with your dick in your hand, and you're peeing on your shoes. Like you don't want to do that. So that's what I would just no. I, and and you, be you, you about that I, kind of I let you talk me into it, but this was the conversation. Oh, it's gonna so work I, out. So it's I'm, I'm, work out. I'm I'm always recording conversations. I have secret audio of everything. Here was the conversation between Jerry and I when when he said he wanted to get Cream Hunt for our first, but I was like, what I'm saying to you is you should give it to somebody that don't know any better because that's a fugazi. All right, that's a fugazi. How do you know it's a fugazi? You looked at it for two seconds. What? It's a fake. But yeah, I know what a fugazi is. Jerry, Listen, what, it, what do you say to yourself? It's going to be yourself? a deal. Hey, when that's 112, it's going to be worth it. That's all I'm saying. When we got the ship this year, probably next year, and we gave up the 112, it's going to be worth it. All right, Jerry. Well, uh, fun show. Fun show. We, 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 we had, I, I, you know... This is the time of the year where you can tell people start giving less of a shit about fantasy football. Because I went back and I did some historical looking. Every year our ratings, our downloads or whatever, they dip. They start dipping around Halloween. And then they come back right around February. 
it'll it'll start creeping back up because people are just like well, fuck it I'm I'm fine. just just I'm done. It's because they're losing now and they're pissed off. Yeah, you know they're like the goddamn Jets. <laughs> you know you you, you never know when a uh, but listen. Uh, Jerry, I was super fired up. I didn't know how this show was going to go. Didn't manage to uh, get a guest. Uh, and we did a couple of drops, but Patreon.com. Dude, I tell you what, I love it because all of my other group chats are dry as sandpaper right now. But not the group chat, man. These guys are fired up. Now, they're the exact opposite. Other people who are in week eight and they're just like, meh. Not these ladies and gentlemen. They are fired up nonstop 24-7. It's, it's hard to keep up at times. I'm with you. I'm I'm one of the 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 late night owls. Me, the Aussies, Cole, you and the Aussies. A, I'm a, the opposite. A, Cole's a police officer, so he's he's always up way late into the ass crack of dawn with me. So it's always us uh, us at the end of the night. But yeah, you you. So it's me me and the early birds and Jerry and the late night yeah, owls. I'm, I'm the kid. Yeah, that's Dad over there. Dad's yeah, with well, the other dads. It's the it's the. Uh, it's the uh... So they, it's the way the show works. So uh, before we get out of here, I just want to say one thing. First of all, thank you to all of our new Patreons. I want to make sure I give a shout out to Aaron and Don. Welcome aboard. Happy to have you on the team. Thank you for the support. And all of the people who have been sponsor, not sponsoring, but subscribing to the YouTube channel. Literally, we get the notifications. I've been getting a lot of them. Thank you. Those two things. The Patreon, premium way to support us. The free ways to support us. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, leave some thumbs up, leave some comments. We'll try to get back to them as soon as we can. And that won't be just me or Jerry. It could be Kyle or Kyle from the SmackDown or the Big Bet. Could be anybody. And then, Jerry, the one final way to support us, what do I ask for every single week? Rate and review the podcast. Rate and review the Check out the big brain on Jerry. And we got Sometimes. one. Got, a, got another new one. We did. And... Entertaining and level-headed, the shows will keep you engaged and not feed you the slapstick goofiness of some other fantasy football podcasts. Those are fun, too, and have their place, but just not here. There will be plenty of laughs in the DWZ as well. Memphis seems like an all-around good dude, and the Patreon is a flat-out bargain. Oh, it's a Patreon. Excellent show. Ear boner. Ear boner. So, so, I was so, hoping so, you were going to read it. So, so last week it was stacked box. Found out. I feel that like was, his name is an ode to me. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to assume. You're course, just but boner. I feel like I give ear boners, but that's you. you, know. you I don't. I don't think so. But uh, <laughs> you know, we, we we often we often mention mention the Instagram and Twitter and you know I've actually had a, a big dent in my Twitter following because I just don't put as much into it. As I do the Patreon and, and everything else that we do. So uh, thank you for everyone who supports and subscribes and Patreons and hate brand goods. The Halloween drops, Jerry. They hit this week. There are several themed drops this week because you know it's Halloween, right? Of course. Uh, b- big plans. You. Matt and the gang over at hate brand goods. They've got a Freddy Krueger inspired drop coming a Friday the 13th. And a child's play, which is Chucky. There's going to be sweatshirts, shorts, hoodies, t-shirts. You name it, it's all fresh and new. And you can still save with promo code MEMPHIS if you go to thehviii.com, thehate.com. If you search Matt Vincent in Google, you'll find it there. And if uh, you just hit pause on this show and go to the show notes, you'll see a hyperlink for Hate Brand Goods. Again, promo code MEMPHIS. You get hooked up. Jerry, 
thank you for a great show, my friend. I, I try, Randall. I really do. Whether it turns out that way or not is hit or miss, of course. But it's always fun. Well, I'm going to give these people one last thing to think on as uh, we get ready to close this show out. So Jerry and I, the last two or three Tuesdays, as I sit here and edit and get the show ready for podcast, Jerry and I have sit here and continued to debate a Trevor Lawrence trade. So I'm going to hit the stop button. I'm going to thank you for stopping by. I'm going to thank you for tuning in. I'm going to go talk Trevor Lawrence trades with the man of the hour, the man with the power. You can follow him at Jerry Sin DWZ. You can follow me at DWZ Memphis. And remember, Jerry, here at the Dynasty War Zone, we're just trying to make the world a better place for fantasy football. You heard the man. See you next week. It's Hate Brand Goods. That's uh, my company. That is what we've started. I hope you guys have checked it out. If you want to go over to the hate.com, hate for me means it's about self-improvement. It's this self-motivation through self-loathing, this, this bit of loathing of not tolerating your own bullshit, that little voice that says today's good enough or what we did's fine or no one's going to know that I'm taking today off. Like, fuck all that, man. I know. Like, I hold that standard. I'm accountable to me. And that's it. That's why I chase goals. I do it because of me. I don't do it because of what someone else is going to think of it or what someone else's approval is. And it's about holding yourself to that. The rest of that motivation can fade, but as long as you're in control of being able to make you do the shit you want to do, you're golden, man. So head over to the hate.com, use code and save yourself some cash. When we add up all those inches, that's going to make the fucking difference between winning and losing. a game yesterday and if we win one today that's two in a row we win one tomorrow that's called a winning streak